Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, and somewhere in between. Today we are talking about Terminator Dark Fate, and I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley. Alrighty, so let's talk Terminator Dark Fate, or Terminator 6 for those who are keeping track. Uh, The film is directed by Tim Miller of Deadpool fame and takes place after T2 Judgment Day. Now, the last few sequels uh, weren't so hot with uh, either general audiences or hardcore fans, uh, even though I do have a soft spot for the third one because of its mostly excellent action and the fact that they had the actual balls to, you know, nuke the world. (laughs) Thought that was a a pretty touching thing when the uh, pretty touching and how does Russell put it? Beautifully depressing when you find out the Terminator's mission wasn't to stop Skynet, but to get them to a, a bunker that would keep them alive and to live. So I always thought T3 uh, was great for actually having the balls to, to end like that. That being said, uh, they decided to take a Superman Returns approach uh, in terms of continuing the story from the last film everyone generally likes. They also brought back the other face of the franchise, Linda Hamilton, as one of the most badass action heroes of all time, Miss Sarah Connor. Now, those who remember back to 2006, uh, the Man of Steel didn't take flight the way most people wanted nor expected. And unfortunately, this one doesn't fare much better. Now, don't get me wrong in the sense that this film is as bad as Superman Returns, because it's not. The pacing is way better, most of the characters are way more capable, and the action, for the most part, is above standard. The major thing that keeps this one from raising to the heights of even the third one, in my opinion, is that it just has no ambition. Uh, The plot of this film is the absolute definition of safe. They changed a couple names and genders for sure, but the product is still pretty much as same as the previous installments. Protect the future, savior of mankind. Wash. Rinse. Repeat. The dialogue is also incredibly basic and holds the hand of the audience at almost every turn. Uh, At any moment when they give a character a little mystery, they can't help but turn around and either have a flashback to explain everything, or just flat out have them tell you And what I feel are pretty unearned moments of honest revelation. Now, I don't want to beat down too hard on this movie, as I did have an alright time uh, watching it. Linda Hamilton and Schwarzenegger are both easily the best part of this movie, uh, bringing a lot of goodwill from their previous installments. What they did with Arnold's character was, in my opinion, very interesting, but I felt that it required more exploration, uh, dealing with uh, his AI learning and it growing to a certain point. Because in Terminator 2, and I'm not going to spoil what happens in this movie, but in Terminator 2, they talk about how his AI can uh, it can learn. And because uh, the Terminators were built to be like infiltration units, they have to, in order to become a better infiltrator, you have to learn how to act and appear human. So if the Terminator were to, let's say, live out its, or, you know, live for another, you know, be around a bunch of humans for a bunch of years at a time, it would become better at um, assimilating or it'd be better at mimicking human characteristics for sure. And they kind of talk about that. And I thought that was great. The problem is it's only a small chunk of the film and I wish they had uh, delved deeper into that. Uh, Linda Hamilton was also great, but unfortunately, I think she was held back considerably by mediocre dialogue. Uh, there is one great scene with her where she's talking to uh, the new the new character they have to protect from the Terminator, 
and she's uh, it deals with pictures. I'm not going to say any more than that because saying what the pictures are about would spoil something for people that haven't seen this movie. Because they make a big, what I think the, I, I think they make what they believe to be a big move uh, at the beginning of this movie, and I I could see how it is a big move, but they immediately kind of fall back into the same old time loop, same old cycle. So yeah, like the move they did, they could take it some more interesting, but they, it only, it, it only feels like it's there for shock value really in terms of, um, for the audience, because they don't use it to take the story in a different direction and they very easily have could, but you know, yeah, it's the way that most of these franchises work. Once they find a formula that works, they they seldom deviate from it. The new characters uh, are fine, I guess. <laughs> Basic is probably a better word to describe them. Uh, Mackenzie Davis uh, turns in an excellent physical performance as Grace, uh, the augmented uh, human sent back to protect uh, the new uh, savior of mankind. But... Her dialogue is just nothing but uh, just nothing but exposition. It's just oh my goodness, and she's also she's very confrontational with uh, Linda Hamilton's character Sarah Connor, and it just feels incredibly unwarranted and forced. Like they just needed to have infighting to create the appearance of drama when it didn't need to be there, considering that the way Linda Hamilton's character in, enters the story, the way Mackenzie Davis's character kind of comes at her, just feels it, it it doesn't make any sense as uh, the way they meet, it should build trust between them immediately, but instead it's just more animosity. So it's just, it's dumb, in my opinion. Uh, visually, the film looks mostly good. Uh, the action is clean and uh, very easy to follow, but the CGI is a bit rubbery at times, uh, making the robot movement feel too agile and light. Uh, one of the things that I particularly liked about uh, Terminator 3, because I don't want to always go back to compare this, compare this to T2, because I think... Uh, Terminator 1 and 2 are damn near masterpieces, so I don't want to always compare them to excellence. I would rather just compare them to competence. And in Terminator 3, there's a fight between the TX and the uh, and the Arnold Terminator, uh, the T-800. And although they use some CGI here and there, what they're able to capture when these two robots are fighting is just how heavy they are. Well, well like whenever they're slammed to the ground, it just, it, 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 they feel, it feels weighty. And I feel like a lot of the time the action is so incredibly fluid. And even though these characters are being, you know, smacked into walls and poles and steel girders, they just, it's, it's just too fluid. And it's taken away from uh, the realness of it in terms of uh, how heavy these things are. I mean, it's even stated in the movie that, you know, the term, you know, the T-800, you know, weighs an average of like 400 pounds. And so when these things are constantly, you know, being... Uh, smacked around like beach balls, even though they are being smacked around by other things that are as strong as them. It's just, uh, it, it takes away from the weight because they end up using a lot of CGI whenever those kind of characters are smacked into things. So good CGI knows how to capture weight. And unfortunately, the CGI they use here doesn't quite accomplish that. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy when it comes to weight in robots is like Pacific Rim, where they made the, make the robots move incredibly slow to give that appearance of just how 
heavy they are and how big they are. And although these robots aren't nearly as big, they were really able to capture that more with uh, Terminator 2 and Terminator 1, uh, especially 1 more because they, uh, they had a constraint with their budget. So, you know, they had to use animatronics. They didn't have CGI back then. And then they, you know, had more, had better CGI in T2. But even then, they stuck... They use as much practicalness as possible, which just kept everything feeling very weighty. And there's also an opening shot of Terminators walking out of the ocean that just looks like it's out of a PlayStation 3. And yes, I said PlayStation 3, not PlayStation 4. I've seen some cutscenes from PS4 games that look way better than the opening shot of this movie, unfortunately. But yeah, that's just, yeah, the CGI was just, it just wasn't doing it for me. All in all, this movie is uh, it's just okay. It's not good and not bad. Which is a uh, which is a letdown considering how much I love uh, Miller's last film, Deadpool. It could be chalked up to a sophomore slump, or chalked up to studio interference, or it could be stocked up to infighting. I, I actually heard that um, there was a bit of contention between Tim, what Tim Miller wanted to do, and what James Cameron wanted to do, because uh, apparently the writer wrote it back to Mr. Cameron after a certain time of not making new Terminator movies or properties i don't recall but there's a law that uh, that basically gives the creators uh in terms of film film creators uh, the rights back to their original properties after it's been you know after it's been shopped around and bought by other companies and stuff so apparently james cameron wanted something and tim miller got wanted something else but because you know james cameron is james cameron and has a lot more clout and weight to throw around probably got more his way but you know when there's that kind of conflict uh, in the making of a movie, it generally shows in the final product, and unfortunately, it did here as well. So, um, either way, uh, the film we got is the film we got, and I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, thank you for joining me for another look. You can message us on Facebook at another look. You can tweet it at another look. That is three O's. And you can find our podcast on Podbean slash another look. Again, Podbay and Flash Another Look. I am Jeremy McKinley, and thank you for joining me.